Welcome to Own Your Story, a podcast series by CF Communications about communication trends, best practice, and advice for entrepreneurs, small business owners, and larger organizations. If you want to know more about public relations, podcasting, content marketing, social media marketing, and digital marketing, this is the podcast for you. Good morning, everyone. This is Kathleen, and with me today is Tim. Tim, how are you today? Tim is fantastic. How is Kathleen? Kathleen is good. Kathleen's a little bit tired, I'll be honest. Um, and nervous. Working long, working long hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I've, I'm very keen to hear what you've got to say. Um, so am I. I think, I think this, this, the conversation around digital marketing and um, sort of content creation and 2020 and COVID and technology and just digital everything is such a important conversation, especially seeing as, you know, we, we actually, every, every brand needs it to kind of survive. That's the way I see it. I don't know. So I think this is a great conversation. Absolutely. Sam. Look, we all know marketing has always been about connecting with your audience at the right place in the right time. And because digital marketing has so many options and strategies associated with it, you can really get creative and experiment with a variety of tactics depending on your budget. And depending on the goals of your, of your marketing strategy, you can then also support a larger campaign, both through the free and the paid channels at your disposal. So, okay, so let's just, let's just pull it back a bit now. Um, what is, if you're like a small to a SMME, like a small to medium enterprise business that doesn't have a big budget and you don't really have like a lot of tools at your disposal, what are the what are the like the small things that you can do, you know, to sort of reach your audience and have that engaging conversation, especially because most people are online now. What 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 can you do? What is at our disposal? Look, I think the first thing we need to we need to understand and agree on is that brands are overwhelmed with the different options available. And not a lot of brands and people know really where to start. Even if I look back at my own company and, and getting used to, to digital marketing and the options available, you've, you've got the story to tell and you've got what you think is, is great content and a great concept and a great idea, but you don't know how to get it to the people out there. And so, so first, to answer your question, firstly, we need to say that there's so many options available, people get overwhelmed. And then when we say with the options that's available, you're looking at anything from content marketing, which is taking what you've got, that story, that research, that white paper, whatever it is that you've got, and so getting it in front content, of the right people. Pretty much yes, existing, existing content. And, okay. and that's the thing. When you're looking at specifically business-to-business -business, uh, brands, your services, not your products really, but your services, Content marketing should really form a big part of their strategy because these companies sit on all the intellectual property that, that they've got. They've got case studies, research, white papers, all of these things. And if you repackage that and you distribute that on the correct platforms, it's going to be a win-win. Okay. Um, also, just a quick point. 
Um, I found that specifically with uh, small companies, they will they will generally not really know how to communicate effectively. So what they'll do is they'll be throwing out like content, pretty much anything. <laughs> there's no like strategy behind it. There's no there's no planning. There's no um, end goal we, almost. If we take it back to the start, we we take it back to the beginning, and you need to to evaluate your current overall marketing strategy. What are the messages that you're trying to put out there? Which channels work and which don't? Which are relevant, which are no longer relevant? And again, this is is a basis of a marketing strategy. You can have your strategy for three months, six months, 12 months, but there should be continuous evaluation doing your reports, which channels are performing well, which are not performing well, um, which has shown a sudden spike. Why was that spike there? Was there a specific message that went out on that specific day or within that specific period? And then focus on those items and um, amplify them and create more of it. And also you need to make sure that you understand your audience and what their pain points are, because in the end, if you're not answering the questions that your audience is asking, no yeah. one is going to listen to what you have to say. And, and you just, and I've seen it many times, like a lot of companies are literally just throwing money and resources into like a black hole. It's just goes nowhere. Um, yeah, they, think, of- they, they think that you have an advert and the advert says buy from me or buy my services and that's going to work. And that doesn't work if it's not part of a holistic of a holistic strategy. It's not going to work. There needs to be content behind it and a plan behind it. So this sort of brings me to the next point. Um, A lot, a lot of the time people almost, they, they think that marketing is just boosting, you know, on Facebook or on Instagram and putting a lot of money behind it. How do you sort of, yeah. That's fine. Continue. How do you, how do you sort of like, connect that um that boost sort of that boost technology that's available to any business and the thing that you were speaking about now which was you know this whole concept of having your target market and your audience how do you sort of like do it in a way that your budget is effective you know how do you how do you find out that information firstly actually that's that's my question how do you find out who your target audience is how do you find out um, you know, what type of people are engaging with your brand? Some of these questions are pretty simple, but I mean, it's, it's valid points. It's not, you know? it's not, it's not that simple. Actually, it, it's not that simple. You have to create your essential customer avatar. What are the age? Um, what demographic do they fall in? Um, what hobbies do they have? What uh, type of works they do, their income streams, mm. areas that they live in, etc. You need to you need to understand that. And there's going to so be you, a balance you build between... A, you build a profile, basically, of... Yes. Of, of, but, but this, yes, but this profile needs to be who your ideal client is and then start speaking to them. It might, however, be that the existing clients that you've got on your, on your social network, for example, is not that client or not that customer. And you need to then start building a strategy which is going to speak to that. And I can actually use an example is that I, um, I have a client or I had a client that they want to speak to a specific audience and it's a high income um, investor type profile audience member that they want to speak to. But the followers that they've got on one of their social media channels 
is completely the opposite. So what we did is we changed the strategy. We made sure that the, that the content that goes out on the specific platform, which was Facebook, that that content speaks to the clients that they've got there and the audience that they've got there. And the message for the investor that they were looking at and the other type of, of client that they were looking at went out on LinkedIn and in the email marketing campaigns that we've got. So basically just, so, so that profile you mentioned is actually very important because it will determine yes. your target market, who, who, who you're linking to, who your audience, you know, what your audience wants to see. And then from there, you sort of build outwards and then you, yes. can, you can apply your budgets and okay. And then you can but see then what, what you would do. What you would do is because you've got this, this specific audience that you're trying to reach is then you can create your, for example, these ads and you put budget behind it and those ads and the content in those ads would then um, speak to your ideal client and your ideal client would then end up also when they engage with the ad, they would end up as a follower on, for example, Facebook. So you, you then slowly convert your uh, Facebook audience into the audience that you want to have there. Okay. Now that makes sense. Um, and then just from my side, I found a lot of the time, a lot of companies, they will put like a lot of budget behind an ad. So they'll say, okay, we're going to put a hundred percent of our budget behind this cool ad that we created. And what that does, the problem with that is it sort of suffocates um, any form of success because at the end of the day, it, you might be lucky, but what I found is it's very important to run tests on ads. So yes. instead of putting like 10,000 Rand, just to put a, a number on it behind one ad, you sort of split it between you run a test for maybe a hundred Rand or for maybe three variations. And in the end, you know, you see which one works and then only then do you say, okay, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to put more, I'm going to put more money behind, um, you know, the ad. <laughs> Anyway, yes, um, I, no, I agree with you. Look, what I found work best is to have, you've got specific targets. So for, let's, let's use Facebook as an example. Um, you would like to increase your page audience. Okay. So you've got your, your adverts for that, but then the different posts that you've got on your page, you boost, even if it's by 50 grand, hundred grand, 150, whatever you boost them. And they all in the end work together to work towards your strategy. Mm. But I need to add here, and this is very important for me as a public relations professional and a communicator, um, as important as paid content is, it is not everything. It's called the PESO model. So it works on paid media, earned media, social or shared media, and, and, and owned media. And Earned, shared, and owned should always be complemented by paid. Paid should not be your main focus. When okay. you're looking at your, your owned That's media, that is any, yes, that is owned media is anything that you own. That's your website. That is your business cards. That is your marketing brochures. That is owned. Your shared or social would be your social networks, which in a way is also owned because you decide what's published, but because you're not responsible for what other people post on there or how they engage with you, that's why we call it shared. Earned is 
third party validation. So that's public relations PR. Your article is published in a newspaper or you have an interview on one of the radio stations and you earn publicity through that. And then lastly is paid. Anything, your Google AdWords, your Facebook AdWords, paying for an advert in a magazine, paying for an advert online, whatever, that's your paid. So like I said, those four media items work together mm. and they okay. should be, the, the, the other three should be supported by paid. Paid is not where you start. Paid is okay. the last step to amplify the other three um, channels that you've got. I think that talks directly to what I was saying earlier. A lot of companies, and I'm glad you've brought this up, a lot of companies will think, okay, I must put money behind this ad or that's the way we sort of market our, our business. But then they sort of forget about all the other sort of avenues in which yes. to communicate. Look, in, the okay. end, in the end, it's, it's like any business only you have to put money in to make money and digital marketing does unfortunately cost money. Whether it's a SEO campaign, whether it's email marketing, Facebook, even just the person who's doing it, that is gonna cost you something. But if you work at a strategy, there's going to be a reward to it. Okay. And so this brings me to the next sort of point. Um, and I think th this is obviously the space that I work in more is the content creation. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, obviously this is a podcast. What we're doing now is a podcast. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted to, I just, I actually saw um, an article that just came out about how podcasting is um, really becoming a, like the main angle at which a lot of businesses are communicating. How, just from your perspective, how do you think podcasting can like fit into a modern digital business where they, where they really prioritize digital marketing? Look, First of all, your podcast is one of your owned platforms. We decide what content we are talking about and we own it. We don't like it. We don't use it. But because you are speaking to a specific audience, you are now broadcasting your message. People are online anyway. Um, a lot of people have started... It's almost like every second article you read has to do about a podcast or a conversation with someone is about this podcast that they were listening to. It's easy. It's easy to do. You've got time. You've got the podcast. You've got your, your earphones on while you're doing your report or you're busy with something else online and you can sit and you can listen. And whether it's for uh, entertainment value or whether it's to uh, enhance your skills or learn more about the industry that you're in, it's definitely the way to go. And there's so, so many opportunities and what you can do with your podcast. And I don't know if a lot of people are aware how you can monetize your podcast. And maybe this is something that you can speak about is how do you monetize your podcast? How do you make money off it? So, okay. So I'm just pulling up some uh, statistics of podcasting in general. I don't want to make the whole conversation about podcasts, but I think it's definitely a tool in a company's arsenal uh, you know, and how they can actually communicate. It's just a simple tool. But anyway, so to answer your question, um, podcasting is a very organic form of content creation. And mm. what, it, what it does is as, as much as you can control it, 
you can also use it as a, like I said, organic content creator creating platform. But what I mean by that is the content that you get from that is very naturally created. It's not necessarily, um, you know, you don't spend a lot of time and to, money on it. Yes. Well, well, it depends on how far you go, but, but what I'm saying is it's, it's based around conversations and it allows your brand to have these conversations that are interesting and, and very nice to listen to. Well, that's the goal. You wanted to get it as interesting as possible. <laughs> you wanted to hit uh, like a Joe Rogan level of like interestingness. <laughs> you want to put it like that. <laughs> but, but what that does, what that does is it allows, if, if you can, obviously Joe Rogan is on another level, but if, if you can get an interesting podcast, it allows, it integrates very nicely into your existing digital platforms. So yes. what I mean by that is, you, you can take snippets of that content and you can throw it onto Facebook and somebody that's obviously it needs to have, it needs to relate to your sort of your message industry, and your market yeah. your industry. But, but that content will obviously resonate with people that are interested in whatever you're talking about and whatever industry you're in. So this means that it's a very adaptable tool, right? Any company mm. can get a podcast, any company. And what I've also seen with podcasts is, so now we have it on the, on the platform where we have our podcast, um, but it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes. So people who would normally not, for example, look at Facebook or be on your email database where you're sending out your, your or doing your email marketing, it widens your audience. And what I've also done with, with some of the campaigns that I've worked on is, it's, you don't just share your podcast. You create an image with it. You create your transcripts from it and make it a blog post. You do an infographic on the discussion that you had. And like you said, I quite like the snippets. So just the question and the answer and that gets shared and that entices someone to listen to the rest of the podcast. Yes. And that, I, that I want to say is key to content marketing. Exactly. And content marketing, obviously, as, as part of the larger digital marketing strategy, but content marketing takes one piece of content or one idea that you've got one blog post or one video and you can you can change that piece of content repurpose it into something else a question and answer type article a listicle um a video a, a podcast you can take the same piece of content and make 10 things out of it uh, exactly. And, and this, is, this is to go back to your question to me about how to monetize it. So obviously what, what we've just been talking about now is just the base, the platform. So once you've got interesting content, once you've got, uh, obviously there's other factors involved, like a regular, like regular posting. You can't just post yes. once a month. Well, you can, depending yes. on the content, but you, you, need to ha you need to have a structure there. It's, not, it's just not a random, it's not like shooting in the dark. You have to be... Yes. You, need, you need to be strategic and you need to plan it properly. Um, but, but then the next point that I wanted to say is the next step in this whole process, which would obviously be monetization. And the way you yes. do that is once the key to it is to have a following. Once you've got an audience, be it 10 people, be it a hundred people, you need an audience that will regularly tune in to your content that will consume it. Once you've got that audience, then it's a different story. Then you can focus on growing your audience. But even further, we go back to the dog food um, example. 
now other brands that like sell dog food, for example, can advertise on your platform because now you are, this is obviously depending on what you want to do with it, but it's just yes. an example. You can now advertise uh, a brand that you associate yourself with or you find with or something that you even stock in your store if you're, you know, and you yes. can now put that ad into your, some of your content and those are hundred users and I'm not talking millions. That's actually the misconception a lot of the time. People yes. think they need to have tens and thousands of followers. But at the end of the day, if you've got a hundred regular audience members that are in the space and they are in that niche, you can definitely put through an ad. And, and because, it even goes, because it goes your even audience, further. Yes. They're loyal to your, Yeah, but your audience is speaking to the person who wants to advertise with you. Exactly. And not, not, not only that, your audience is, it's, and this actually goes back to the previous, the, one of the first questions, which was um, your target audience. If you're selling dog food, the only people that would, that would actually engage with a podcast about dog food would be people that have dogs. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Yes. But yes. what that means is it's like taking, you, you're basically combing through and you're taking the people that you want to, that you that that will actually engage with you a lot of the time yes. people put out a, a facebook ad and they just say south africa and they don't really yes. target anybody and what they get is the, the the pond it's a massive pond out there of consumers and what they get yes. is people that are not even interested in their in in the space that you are um, operating they don't even care yes. about it but now they're getting dog ads and they don't even have a dog you know yes. and and yes. that's the problem so a podcast is almost like a net that you throw out and when you reel it back in, you've got the people that will engage with you. And from yes. there, you can start building that audience and you can build yes. those relationships because that's what I it's agree, about. Yes. yes. Um, okay. So let's, so let's get to the, the next question. Um, yeah. You're a traditional company. Okay. You've been for 20 years now, you've been in business, you've been doing things the same way. You haven't tried anything new. Okay, yes. Somebody in the business said, I'm going to start the Facebook page. You started the Facebook page. <laughs> you have 50 followers. This is a case study for so many businesses in South Africa. You have 50 followers on Facebook and it's just Tani Mariki that likes your things. <gasps> what What do you do? How, how can you... And, and I think to, to mention COVID, I, I hate mentioning COVID, but... It's sort of been a bit of a, for those traditional Projector. companies, it's been, a, it's been a bit of a, yeah, it's like, guys, look here, you need, because you can't, face-to-face -face is not as, you know, common anymore. It's now all digital. How, what, yes. what can these companies do? And I want you to actually comment on this, but bring some of the, the PR aspect into it, because PR is obviously one aspect, but if you can maybe just rub a bit of that information into the mix, because I want to know more about that. Okay, so first of all, with a traditional company, what you mean with traditional is more that they're using traditional media. So newspapers, magazines, that's your, that's your traditional media and your traditional way of marketing and brochures and having your meetings with potential clients and selling your services through word of mouth. Now, those items are still important, but like you mentioned with COVID, who was able to operate at all if they didn't have a digital pre uh, presence? 
Mm-hmm. No one. You couldn't. Your, your shop was closed or your business was closed. But the people who actually were able to operate on level four were your professional services, your lawyers, your financial advisors, your insurance companies, people who had customer care centers, your, anyone who was able to do, even, even therapists that I'm aware of and counselors, they could do Zoom meetings. Uh, occupational therapists, uh, for example, um, a, a friend of mine took her son to an occupational therapist, uh, but he lives three hours away. So they do a Zoom meeting to discuss, you know, what, was, what happened in, or what is the, um, the outcomes of the assessment. So that saying, one should be very cautious with businesses that fail to keep up now. They are going to be left behind. If, if you cannot transform your business to embrace the digital world and digital marketing as part of your growth, then they are going to suffer a loss and they're going to be left behind. And it's important to add that even though it might be a traditional company, maybe, maybe they're scared of change, it can be one step at a time. If the budget is not large, that's not a problem either because if you're working with a digital marketing agency or a digital marketing specialist, they look at your budget and your audience and they're going to make suggestions which work for you. Um, they're not going to say, here's your Rolls Royce and go for it. They're going to say, look, we want to ultimately get you to this Rolls Royce of a service. But for now, let's start off with something smaller. Let's focus on two elements instead of 10. And that's where you need to start. That's where you need to start. The first thing is starting a conversation. Um, If you don't know, if you're sitting there and all you think about is digital marketing and what does SEO mean and what what, what is this thing and what what is the difference between an email marketing and a newsletter, that's okay. It's okay if you don't understand. That's why there are specialists out there which can help you. And there's no such thing as a dumb question. So, okay, let's, let's wrap this conversation up. I think there's a lot of information here that is definitely valuable to uh, companies that are sitting pretty much with, with the need for digital and the need for, you know, a conversation. Yeah, changing yeah. it up. They want to. They want to mix it up. They want to. They want to branch out. They want to try new things. Uh, obviously, budget is obviously always at the the forefront of any conversation like this. Um, mm-hmm. But what is the one piece of advice that you can give a brand um, that is considering changing up their marketing strategy? What is that that one piece of that nugget? Look, if your budget allows it. Having a digital marketing agency or a specialist who understands your business strategy is just, it's invaluable. Mm-hmm. And this is especially true when it comes to implementing the various digital marketing tools that feed back into a single place where you can monitor the performance, assess, change, and improve your strategy on a daily basis. So that's where you should start is look at your overall marketing strategy, look at your budget available, and make use of the services of a specialist or an agency to go through everything that you do, all your content, all your existing marketing strategies, be they online or offline, and go back to the beginning and, and re-decide what you want to achieve and, and assess where you need to go and then, and then do that. And as your, as your online presence grows and your company starts um, 
showing a return on investment, then those, those strategy, the strategy can then grow to include more activities. Amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so, so um, I think that's, that, that'll, that'll be it. Um, thank you very much, Kathleen, for, for all your Thanks, insights. Thanks, Tim. This was a nice chat, nice yeah, conversation was, that we had today. Yeah, I think we need to have more conversations like this because as somebody that is in the space and yourself included, like we basically, you know, we do all of this. We like, we, we make... We create conversations. We create conversations, editing, all of that video content, marketing, all of that. We sort of get into like a little bit of a bubble where we think everybody's on the same page as us. And we forget that people have absolutely no idea really how to communicate. Um, So I think these types of conversations are definitely very much needed, you know, practical ways in which people can um, actually communicate. So thank you very much. I think, yeah, that'll be good. Oh, this, this, episode, this episode will be available on iTunes, Spotify, and pretty much yeah, all the platforms. And uh, for more information, um, you can click on the link as well to CF Communications website. What is the link? That, would be, that would be www.cfcommunications.co.za. Thanks for listening to Own Your Story. To find out more about CF Communications, please visit www.cfcommunications.co.za and don't forget to subscribe to our channel.